1: Welcome
0: to the campaign, after the campaign, after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. Eldermorn. I'm your Dungeon Master Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz.
2: Worried for my estranged son, so this party is no longer fun.
0: Henry Hogfish What a way to kick off the show Bring in that energy Uh, Then of course Emily Axford Scared for my boy
3: There is no I in team, but there is one in Liam, Fia (laughs) Boginia.
1: Yes. And now introducing the fourth player, Liam. Come on out here. Liam Hemsworth. We got him. We got him for Liam. Hey, everybody. Uh, There's uh, some extra fish in the microwave if anybody needs any. Wow. Liam Hemsworth, that is amazing the way that you're changing your voice for this role. I love it. Thanks. No, this is all I sound, I think. This is accurate. I heat up sushi in the microwave. And, of course,
0: Caldwell Tanner.
1: Gun-toting fella who's the son of Stella and is honestly hella Concerned with the current situation in which he Finds himself at Zerk for Vane Yeehaw Perfect rhyme Ooh, wow. Thank, very you. Nice. Thank you Things are concerning uh, I'm not invisible I am visibly worried Unlike <laughs> Henry You can you can hear my teeth grinding that's for <laughs> sure It mm-hmm. is very loud Yes let's uh, remind everyone of
0: all the concerning Things going on by doing a little recap Please um, So last week you guys learned more about The Twilidium gem from the the Deep Folk Library, then headed to the Crux to gain passage to West Precinct. While there, Henry received a very cold letter from mm. Izzy saying that <laughs> Hank Jr. had gotten a new opportunity with the help of Vervain Industries and urged Hank not to contact them any further. Uh, The messenger boy seemed uneasy and told you that he had seen Izzy and her husband, Carlisle Lachnamore, talking to two people who matched the description of the sorceress Maxora and the prophet Cain. After learning this, you headed to West Precinct and stopped at the beautiful Vervain Industries Lab on the lake, where you met Zerk's mom, Stella Vervain. Uh, Stella was tough to get through to and overwhelmingly (laughs) charismatic, Um, but you did manage to learn a little bit about her. She said she was being financed by the Lachnamore family and showed Zerk some of the horror specimens she was inspecting, claiming she was eventually going to cure horrordom horror dumb Horror, uh, (laughs) horrors? Horror-nor-more. You asked about restoring the Twilidium gem, and Stella put it in a device to help learn its properties. As she did this, Fia saw her remove another item from the device, a small bell, and managed to snatch it away. Um, After getting a read on the gem, Stella placed it in a cloner device and claimed that it would take several days for it to build a new one. Uh, she then informed you that she was invited to a fundraising event for Carlisle Locknamore's campaign for Chancellor of Outerborough. Uh, Fia cast Invisible on Henry, who feared he'd be kicked out by his ex if he was discovered. You guys traveled as a crew to the event. There, Carlisle stirred up the well-to-do crowd with tales of horror attacks in West Precinct and blamed it on Outerborough's failures. He resolved that if he were Chancellor of Outerborough that the rest of the Empire would be safe. He proved his dedication to the cause by debuting a new horror fighting force led by his son, Edgar Lockmore, a.k.a. Not really really his son. A.k.a. Hank Jr., Uh, and Hank Jr. looked awkward in his horror hunter uniform, but looked genuinely proud of the accolades when people were cheering for him. Um, after announcing the horror hunters, Carlisle told the attendees that they couldn't vote in Outerborough unless they were property owners there. And that's when he unveiled another part of his plan, revealing that his father-in-law, Edgar Arias, had bought up thousands of acres, all available for sale. With the fear of horrors and the preservation of wealth fresh in their minds, the crowd hungrily leapt at the opportunity to tip the scales in Carlisle's favor. And that's where we are now.
1: Oh, no. His plan has
0: prongs. It's (laughs) (laughs) multi-pronged. So you guys see the crowd is lining up to buy deeds from Edgar Arias, Hank's ex-father-in-law and Carlisle's current father-in-law. And I'll say at this point... Uh it's been long enough that Hank's invisibility spell is going to wear off soon. Oh.
3: How much time do we have?
0: I'll say you guys have like about 10 minutes.
3: Okay.
2: All right. Okay.
3: I admit, Thea is sweating as she tries to concentrate and hold this spell to its duration. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I'm still going to town on shrimp. Mr. Henry, the more <laughs> just a little longer, Fia. Just a little longer.
3: The more you move around, the harder it is. So you could just okay. be a little less yeah. going hog wild on the shrimp.
2: Totally. But that guy just, he's, he's coming back with the, with the tiny little cheeseburgers. So I'm going to go grab <laughs> okay. one of those.
1: Fia will do her best. I'm, I'm doing my famous shrimp juggling act. Everyone loves it when I juggle shrimp and it looks like they float in the air and then disappear. Ah, look at Very my boy.
0: Good. Look at the way he makes shrimp dish disappear this guy knows how to put it away right
1: <laughs> my boy that's right
0: wow, Mama's i never king.
3: thought i'd hear someone's mom say that about them putting it away
0: <laughs> how much is the how much is the land going for he's selling it very very cheaply you know that mm. uh if this was sort of practical use that a lot of these nobles would want acres and acres and acres um and mm. these are for relatively small plots of land Ah. being sold for, like, you know, 50 or 100 gold or something, which is nothing to these people.
1: Uh, Should we buy a condo?
3: (laughs) Yes, why not? Buy a couple next to each other. You have all this money, Mr. Sir.
1: It's true. Uh, Yeah, I might as well put it to uh, good use. Um, I I don't know if we'd be able to influence all the other voters, but it seems good to be able to maybe have a stake in what's going on there.
3: Although, may I suggest that participating in a broken system could be fundamentally flawed strategy?
1: (laughs) No, we're going to change from the
3: inside,
0: don't you see? (laughs) You guys are at this table um, with Stella and Tab um, and you see that Stella is just eating this all up and kind of loving it, like, you've got people coming to the table um, thanking her for her, like, scientific contributions and stuff, and Zerk as you're saying that, she's like, exactly Zerky. you got, if you can't Beat them, join them. That's what I say. These people I are don't trying know if that's to exactly are, what are I said. trying to screw us over. You got to get in there and get your get your chunk, get your piece of the pie. You understand? Mm-hmm. If somebody's trying to keep the pie from you, you grab that pie. You get as much pie as you can. You feed yourself before you can feed others. That's right, Turkey.
1: It's just I. She says it, and I smile, and then I think about it for more than a second, and I frown. And you you see, Tab looks very uncomfortable.
0: all of this.
3: Tab, what does this mean to you?
0: Oh, it's a bit like, uh, what's going on in Indoterra, uh, with all the people Moxora got riled up, uh, talking about how humans were the enemy.
3: Right, so it's not the the land buying that concerns you, it's the team of horror hunters. Oh,
0: uh, both of it concerns me (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) Uh, I just feel like this type of, um, politics, uh, is quite bad for a society. Uh, I've seen...
1: Manipulators like this, and the very dangerous. Huh. Parallels.
3: Uh, so the shadow parallel, You. I see, I see.
1: You brought up Muxora, and uh, Henry, I'm remembering that uh, that little male fellow said that he saw Muxora in the window at this house. I'm wondering, should we try and sneak away and investigate a little bit? Because I feel like that's that's something that concerns me a little more than yes. this land... This uh, land speculating.
3: Mr. Henry, if you are willing to break into your ex's house now would be the perfect time when they are (laughs) at a party celebrating themselves.
2: Okay, I'll do it, but I'm going to go by way of the kitchen, because if they have any more of these little hot dogs, I am going to line my pockets with them.
3: (laughs) Are you stress eating, Mr. Henry? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) No. You know, self-soothe how you must. (laughs) I I eat a bunch, and I take a huge (laughs) mouthful in solidarity, knowing that I also have a little stress to eat.
0: (laughs) So, Henry, time is ticking. Right. Right. So uh, you're gonna go have a look around while you're invisible. Yeah, I wanna I want to case the
2: joint as much as I can before I leave.
0: I'll say that you spend a second kind of uh, in here watching Edgar seeing where he heads to. Um, You do see that Izzy and Carlisle's youngest son Carlisle Jr. uh, This little boy Runs out and hops up um, Into his dad's arms Um, uh, There's a photographer there uh, With this big bulky camera uh, And he's got like a separate device That creates a flash with an explosion Of light Um, You see they smile for um, This like uh, nice picture Uh, They've got uh, Hank Jr. uh, In the front in his uniform um, Looking all proud they take a nice family picture and you see after the picture is taken uh, Carlisle and Izzy quickly uh, walk off there's no like little pleasantries exchanged between them or whatever they kind of just walk away from Hank Jr. they literally give Carlisle Jr. back to like a servant and you see as Carlisle and Izzy walk off to go schmooze with other rich people Hank um, in all of his hunter's gear is sent off to join um, two other people who are wearing Uh, similar uniforms um you see uh they've got long black dusters tricorn hats and rifles you see that uh you know stella is the one who helped kind of design these fighters like gave them their equipment and everything so between her and sort of the display of wealth that people like the lochnamores can't help showing even though he's wearing like dark clothes that should help him blend in there still are like little gold trims and it still is like it looks like almost silky like it like really reflects oh. the light it's not mm. well camouflaged <laughs> okay that
3: is going to show the blood immediately yeah
0: yeah um, so but, it's flat it's flashy armor and as he walks up to join um, his fellow hunters guys go ahead and give me perception checks
1: will do Oof, A. Baby. nine seven 19
0: fia You recognize one of the other hunters as Quick Blast Cass Calloway. Of course. And the other hunter as Ranch. Oh, he's back. (laughs) Fan favorite. Um, And you see um, Quick Blast does like kind of a sarcastic salute to Hank Jr. As he uh, shows up because he's supposed to be like the leader, but he's obviously like a puppet. Mm -hmm. And together, the three of them head out of the ballroom.
1: Henry, I think I've got an idea for how we could separate uh, Hank Jr. from the rest of those horror hunters. Okay. Yeah, I'm all ears. Um, I want to try and fashion together something that looks like a camera uh, and maybe like put uh, like a little piece of paper in my hat so that I look like a news reporter and see if I can get uh, Hank Jr. to follow me so that I can do like a little interview with him for the West Precinct Gazette. Um, Sweet. Um, yeah using like what we have in the bag I fashion together something that looks like a camera uh, and then I hustle over to uh, Hank Jr. Um, I, f- I follow I want to be I want to be an eyewitness for this interview you invisible um,
0: walk past Hank Jr. Um,
2: I knock into a cello player really quick though
0: <laughs> uh, hits another uh, out of tune chord
3: uh, wow this band is bad I say <laughs> yeah. it really loudly I do thaumaturgy to make my voice boom <laughs>
0: You see, um, uh, a rich person next to you goes, I also am very picky about music. I hate these musicians.
3: Yeah, what's your name? Hi. God
0: damn it. My name is Stanley.
3: Stanley, if you give me your number, I can like let you know when a better musician is in town because I'm actually a really good musician. My number? My number of what? Of your house, so I can swing by and pick you up.
0: Go ahead and give me a charisma check.
3: <laughs> okay, okay, it's not gonna be that bad Fifteen <laughs> Um, okay
0: He gives, yeah, he gives you his address which of, <laughs> which of course is the Victorian era Um, equivalent of giving somebody their number Digits
3: Okay, I've got another person under our thumb Yes,
1: the, di- the digits are a, a whole address <laughs> This is
3: the beginning of Fia becoming a deft social engineer
1: <laughs> Hacker <laughs> We're collecting voters one by one Uh, so Zerk, you are- Going up, Mr. Locknamore. No Mr. Locknamore, no if
0: you've got a second, um, you see, quick blast holds her hand up, stops, Edgar.
1: Oh wait, fuck. And go, <laughs> uh,
0: Looks at you and goes like, "Zerk for Vane,
1: what you doing out here?" Here. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh well, I'm working for my mom now, so uh, I've actually taken on a assignment. I'm going to be uh, interviewing Henry for uh, the paper. Uh, I'm doing some f- a photo spread for him, and then I'm going to pass it on to the paper for good press. I'm handling the PR at Vervain Industries. You see Hank Junior's eyes
0: light up, and he goes like, "Do you say Henry?"
4: Oh dear.
1: Oh no, wait, did I call him Henry?
4: Yeah. Fuck.
0: <laughs> um. You see, he goes to he goes like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um. You see, he starts to get emotional and starts to like walk at you. Um, whoa, whoa, and you whoa. see, Quick Blast goes like, "All right, boss. All right." Um. Looks at you, Zerk, and goes, "This guy was just fucking leaving." I think
1: okay all right I'll let you leave um, mr. Lochnamore Edgar um, but if you would like to meet me later at the lab so that I can do a photo shoot of you uh, again this is gonna be great PR for both the Lochnamores as well as <laughs> you want to do a private photo shoot with me how the fo- what what are you talking about Henry
0: where did you hear that name? Huh? Henry. He starts to make a scene. Hmm? Henry?
4: What?
1: Oh, dear. Um,
0: and you see um, uh, Quick Blast Fuck. is, like, grabbing uh, Hank Jr. and uh, pulls him away.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I turn back to the invisible spot where Henry is, and I, like, give him just the worst thumbs up imaginable. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you see, God
0: damn it. You see Hank Jr. He went from looking, like, awkward Two looks like focused and mad (laughs) Um, and joins uh, Quick Blast and Ranch um, and walks off.
3: Mr. Henry, I hate to do this, but my concentration is waning. Please make the maneuvers you wish to make.
2: I gotta go. See you guys in a bit. (laughs) Okay. I I low five Zerk on my way out. Good (laughs) effort, buddy. I don't deserve it. It's a good effort, buddy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Zerk, as you see, there was this. You basically had like a a, a slight altercation with like the <laughs> the the young lord of the house, um, and you see uh, as like people are kind of like around you like, who is he? He said he wanted to do a private photo shoot. Who is this guy? And you see... I was thinking that! What? (laughs) (laughs) He's
3: he's a man about town. He's an adult man. I (laughs) have been sitting here.
4: I mean, come on, man. Ask for her. Ask for his address first.
0: (laughs) You see see Stella runs over, throws her arm around Zerk and goes like, Zerky, there you are. Yes, of course. (laughs) A uh, lovely family photographer. If anybody wants pictures taken, line up, everybody.
1: Let's get yes. the line going. We're doing like a photo booth thing. That's right, everybody. We're gonna do a photo booth. I've got plenty of silly hats. It's a normal hobby. It's normal. That's right. That's it. No, it's five gold per picture. How how easy is that? Right? There you go. <laughs> you know, if you buy a land, uh, you throw in a photo free. Everyone's like, all right. Um, they start getting ready to line up. Um, um, while, while they're lining up, I, I give a nod to Fia if she wants to go explore.
3: Desperately, but I have to concentrate on making oh, no. Mr. Henry invisible. <laughs> uh, but I am going to do one thing that is in concentration. Uh, what kind of objects are uh, peppering this hall?
0: Paintings, busts, uh, little like pillars with pieces of art on them, uh, musical mm. instruments, silverware, etc.
3: Too obvious is the oh silverware. I take a little uh, a little coffee stirrer spoon, a tiny spoon and I cast Tiny Servant on it. Okay. <laughs> so it becomes a... You touch one tiny non-magical object that isn't attached to another object or a surface and isn't being carried by another creature. The target animates, sprouts little arms and legs. and becomes a creature under your control until the spell ends or the creature do- drops to zero hit points. As a bonus action, you can mentally command the creature. So I'm going to uh, send this little spoon Scuttering along the floor, uh, following after Mr. Henry to help him. Okay. (laughs) And I'll just like bonus action, keep commanding it to help uh, Henry if it can. Sweet.
0: Uh, That's great. It's a little, it's a tiny little spoon.
3: (laughs) Spoon with arms and legs.
0: You see this spoon uh, runs across the floor, like under people's feet and stuff. Nobody notices that first. Um, Don't
3: be scared, Mr. Henry. It's to help you. Jesus!
0: (laughs) Uh, And yeah, it jumps up into um, your pocket, Henry. What the? Hank, I'm going to say you don't need a stealth check because right now you are still invisible. So- Okay. Um, you go out. Um, you see the first level of this mansion is mostly occupied by people. There are people milling about in the foyer um, and in these like little living space areas down here. Um, upstairs, uh, there are several rooms up here. You see uh, a few of them are open. A few of them are closed. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check.
2: Uh, 16.
0: 16 just cursory check of the hallway. You see what you can assume is the master bedroom. You see uh, a door that's a, a jar. You see um, a servant comes out with like um, old sheets and has just put down fresh sheets. You see there's like a big bed with blue and gold sheets with like a canopy over it, large window that overlooks the lake. You see another room that you, that you can quickly deduce is Carlisle Jr.'s room. You see there are like wooden toys on display and like a big wooden toy box. Um, and you even see a couple servants come back with Carlisle Jr. Um, and put him in his, in his room. And he's, he's running around in his room. Little maniac. You see another two <laughs> doors. Um, both of them are closed. Um, you see one is locked and has a family crest on the door. Looks like it could be some kind of office or something. And the other one is a closed door. Um, that's just a nondescript. Looks like the other doors. Okay. Is that one locked? Um, You go up and you check the lock, um, and you see it opens. Okay. Can I glance inside? I'm more curious about the locked door. Um, You glance inside. You see a room that looks kind of nondescript, just like a neat bed with blue sheets. Looks like it's maybe a guest room at first, but as you look around, you see that there are a few accolades for Hank Jr. in here, Um, but labeled, of course, Edgar Locknamore. You see... Um, mm. There's like a, a framed diploma from like a private secondary school, and you see there's there's like a, a few other things lying around here.
2: Okay. Well, I nod proudly at the accolades, but I know better than to snoop in my boy's room. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna turn around and go to the family crest door. Great. Can I talk to Spoonie And. <laughs> Send Spoony through the bottom of the door and see if uh the spoon can pick the lock.
3: Wow. I did give him I did give him the uh order to uh follow all of Mr. Henry's Holy orders. Holy
0: f- fuck. Falk.
3: So, Mr. Henry can just <laughs> Here use. Here I
0: was thinking, what can Henry possibly do to get in this door? And I forgot about. Why do
3: you somebody. think I send a third level tiny servant <laughs> for nothing? Yeah.
0: You see the little spoon um, slides under the door. Um, you hear quite a bit of noise as the spoon, like, <laughs> it it down in there, buddy. Hits the door, uh, <laughs> trying to climb up. Uh, It sounds like just silverware falling. You see some of the servants. Use your arms and legs. Servants look around kind of confused. Um, And after a few seconds, you hear a click uh, as if um, somebody has unlocked the door from the other side.
1: That is one talented spoon.
2: I walk in and give that spoon a very tiny dap. (laughs) (laughs) Spoon
0: daps you up. All right. You see Carlisle's office. Uh, You see rows of bookshelves um, a mahogany desk with a lantern next to it. Um, unlike the other rooms that are sort of immaculately clean, this one looks like he maybe does not let the servants into. You see like papers strewn about. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Uh, you could do it with advantage because of the spoon. Because <laughs> of my
2: best friend. Okay, that's a 19.
0: Hank, you look around. The sun is starting to go down. So you're getting the sun shining through, kind of cascading like the orange light of dusk um, yeah, as you go I through these go papers. On. You look through and you find uh, information about the deeds and on like election law in Outerboro and the Empire at large. Uh, you're kind of seeing where uh, he got the idea, where he was able to like gather this stuff. You also see information on possible rivals. For the chancellor Spot. Oh, wow. Um, you see there are newspaper clippings uh, that people in Heronford, the capital of Outerboro, uh, think that it should be a Hexblood um, because they've led the people of Outerboro before. Uh, you've heard Hexblood. this term Hexblood before. Uh, wow. These legendary warriors um, from Outerboro. They
3: sound awesome. <laughs> hey, it's
0: not a bad idea. <laughs> Other uh, some other names listed, um, various articles on them and things like that. It seems like he's been collecting information on like political rivals. Other names that have been floated out are Sir Reynard Wendell, um, who's another like famous knight from Outerborough. Um, and you see that uh, a family of merchants um, called the Bonk Guineas. <laughs>
3: right. have some
0: people that could potentially be uh, in the running. I thought
3: that was about me for a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Hank, you don't see anything here in this office about the Reaper, anything about Moxora. You find stuff about Stella, but the stuff about Stella is all sort of to serve his political needs. In fact, you see plans for expanding the railroad program Um, You remember when you were in Outerboro that Fia was in like a broken down train car. There was this like abandoned project to like connect the whole empire. Um, And it seems just looking at all this stuff to you, Carlisle is a trust fund kid who's trying to be like a Titan of industry. He's trying to Rockefeller himself. He's trying. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Looking at all of this stuff, you're still pretty confused as to what his reasoning would be for Working with Moxora. Hmm. But then you see all of these newspaper articles on horror attacks in Outerborough, in Innerboro, um, particularly a lot about the horror attacks in Heronford um, when Jackalope Keep was blown up by the Cindersworn. Sworn. Um, and there's not only articles about the horror attacks there. But there's also articles about the capital dedicating more money to, like, the defense budget of Outerboro. Like, the Cinder Sworn, um, who were the mages who burnt down Jackalope Keep to contain the spread of the horrors, um, got this, like, big boost in their budget after this happened.
2: He's a student of political theater. (laughs) All right. Um, then I guess the last thing I want to do, because I'm sure that my my time's running out, I want to write down on a piece of paper, Hey buddy, if you really want to learn how to hunt horrors, meet me at Stella Vervain's lab tonight and put that on Henry's, underneath Henry Jr.'s pillow. Right on. Alright, cool. I take five more shrimp on my way out and I go outside the courtyard to wait for my friends.
0: Uh, After all this investigating, you have to do like a dead sprint to get outside. Um, You just uh, (laughs) grab all the shrimp, sprint across the courtyard, um, run outside. Um, Fia,
3: who has been trying to make sure she is always within the proper feet from both of her magical effects, it has to run as well to keep up
0: with (laughs) it. Yeah, Fia just dead sprints. Uh, uh, Hey, Fia, we
3: were having a conversation.
0: What happened?
1: She just does that sometimes. Uh, Fia rushes off. Zerk, uh, what would you like to do? Um, Well, Zerk is busy making uh, little mustaches and putting them on sticks so that people can hold them in their faces as he takes pictures of them with his (laughs) fake camera. Great. Believe the lie. Um, And while he's doing that, uh, he turns to Stella and says, Well, um... This is really fun and all, but eventually they're going to catch on that this is not a real camera. Should we head back to the lab? I, I would love to know a little more about those horrors that you're working on. Yeah, no,
0: we should We should probably do that. Yeah, why don't we uh, get out of here? All right. Every- you see she uh, addresses the crowd. All right, everybody. Of course, uh, it takes a while for this to get developed. Um, so it's going to take, <laughs> uh, should be contacting you all in two to three weeks. Um, It'll be in the mail. It'll be in the mail. Uh, and if it gets lost in the mail, that's on the mailman. Right?
1: <laughs> Always blame the mailman. <laughs> what am I saying? Jesus. <laughs> that. I
0: hate I hate government-provided services. Uh, the rich people really absolutely understand this. Um, <laughs> uh, you see Stella um, waves to them, um, grabs the um, and you guys all leave. I'll say Stella waits at the front for her carriage to be pulled around, but the rest of you convene just outside of the gate to get a moment alone, and Hank reappears.
2: All right, well, the first thing I do is... Um, hold out Spoonie and say, I love this guy. Please. I I don't know what it's going to take, but uh, you know, even when he's deanimated, I'll keep him around. So thank <laughs> you. Um,
3: You're welcome. Zerk
2: looks at Hank's shadow. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's the other thing I do. I'm going to summon Shank real fast and give him those five shrimp I took. He's earned it.
0: Henry, as you were back in West Precinct, for a long time, you had seen your shadow as this old man, like this scary future version of yourself but he's been shank recently because you've been half distracted half you know making friends feeling better about yourself you see as shank comes into view he is once again the old man
2: (gasps) hey buddy i got you some shrimp oh fuck Shrimp, Henry. We need to break the curse. I I unsummon him. Start I unsummon shaking him. You, <laughs> I, <laughs> you. Unsummon him. He disappears. That was weird. Okay. Via um, claps,
3: assuming it was a bit. <laughs> Very fun.
2: Um, okay, guys, listen. I I went through this slimy fucks uh, office. Um, Fia, you are you are right. I think I think they're manufacturing fear. I tell yes. I tell everybody about um, the articles that I saw and how he's been researching rivals
1: and and studying horror attacks and, and what it's led to. Does it seem like he's the one that's providing the horrors in some way, though? Or is he just kind of profiting off of their sudden increase? It seemed like it's too happy of a coincidence. That's for... what I'm
3: thinking. Why they are studying it to get rid of it? Why would they do that when it's so politically convenient for them? They are studying it so they can spread it.
2: Yeah, I don't know how it's connected, but it's connected.
1: Zerk kind of like sighs and then looks at them. I think my mom's probably involved in this, isn't she? What do you think, Spoon?
0: Uh, spoon just um, jiggles in your pocket.
2: I thought so. She is
3: kind of jealous that she gave spoon away.
2: <laughs> I stuffed spoon deeper into my pocket, feeling Fia's steady gaze.
0: You see, Bookvar perks up on your shoulder, Fia, and goes, "What does it matter, Miss? He's just a stupid little spoon. What can he even? What can he even do?"
2: <laughs> okay, now I try okay, to hold him out he in he my read pocket. A spoon?
0: Hey, it's fine. Give it's me the fine. spoon.
3: Give me the spoon, book Mr. Hammering. Best the spoon. Best actually Bookfather don't fight the spoon. It has better stats than you. What? The impossible. That's impossible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so petty. Zerk is like envisioning a spoon suit of armor for Spritely's head now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um you do see after a few minutes uh that uh, Zerk, your mom pulls up uh, in the horseless carriage, in this spider-like carriage that like spikes <laughs> into the ground and moves along. Um, you see she- Well, my um, Uber's here. Yeah, the window comes down and she goes, Hey, we we hanging out. What are you guys doing? What you up to, Zerky? You guys huffing it back or you need a ride?
1: Um, Well, it's up to y'all. I know you might want to make contact with Batilda, but if it's okay with both of you and Spoonie, um, I might head back to the lab. I want to do a little more research with my mom on this horror cure. Uh, I think that it could pertain partially or fully to the the all cure elixir I'm trying to make. I'll tell you more about that on the way, mom. Oh, I know all about the all
0: cure elixir, Zerky. Remember, uh, we, you can't do the everything. same. You can't do the same con twice, Zerk. We'll talk about it. Right. All right. You see, um, Zerk gets into the carriage with his mom. They ride off, uh, and then we are left with Hank. Fia uh, and Tab here.
2: Okay. Um, What do you say? You want to go visit the houseboat or uh, walk around? I know a good hot dog stand. Okay, yeah, houseboat then it is. Um,
0: Fia and um, Henry, um, you guys begin to head towards the houseboat with Tab, and we will cut over to Zerk and his mom um, as they ride the carriage back to the lab. You see uh, the sun has gone down. Um, You guys pass the town square as you're riding back. Uh, You see your mom puts her arm around you and goes, It's good to have you back, Zerky. You're where you belong now.
1: Thanks. That's that's good to know. Have you always felt that way? Or is this just kind of your your latest... My my latest 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 what, Zerky? Your latest fixation. I
0: always, my latest fixation, my latest fixation is an external thing. My internal stuff is consistent. It's always me and you, Zerk. It's always me and you. Everybody else is trying to fuck us over. You understand that? So we gotta fuck
1: them over. It's always been me and you and them. What about when it wasn't me and you? What about when I left? What did you do? Well... I'll be honest, Zerk. It was lonely. Do you remember what I said when I left? I wanted you to find a way to get better, to improve. I don't know if this is what I meant, though. The people in there, they're going to use those weapons for a lot of horrible things. You know that, right? Sir Not just to protect themselves from horrors. That's just their excuse. I'm easily conned, but I know that much. Sir, this
0: stuff is all... You gotta just do a little bit of the stuff you don't want to do to get to the stuff that you want to do. These Lachnamors, these people, they got a lot of money. You could do a lot of good with a lot of money. I know, you, I know you're mad. I know you left after we got chased out of a town and people got upset. They got their hopes up. They thought that the all-cure elixir was going to work and then it didn't. And I know, and it was fucked up and we shouldn't have done it. But here's the thing. We didn't have the materials. We didn't have the money. We couldn't make an all-cure elixir. We couldn't eat. So what are we going to do?
1: I don't know. And that's why you've always been one step ahead. You always seem to know what to do, even if it's not the right thing. Sometimes I just get frozen thinking about what to do. But I know this much, Mom. I, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it real. I've, I've got a couple leads. I've got... More knowledge than I've ever had. I learned a lot while I was away. I think I know how to make the all-cure elixir. It's going to take a lot of work, like you said. And I don't know if I can do it on my own. But I also don't know if I can trust you to help me.
0: Of course you could trust me to help you, Zerk. It, that's that's all I ever wanted was to, you know, I want to make money, sure. But I want to, if I can make money helping people for hurting people, of course I want to make it helping people. You only hurt people because you have to. All right, Zerk, all I want is for you to come work in the lab. I'll give you all of my equipment. You can use as much of it as you need. We'll get this all cured, Elixir working. I've been studying these horrors. I'm getting kind of a, a, a an idea on how they tick. And I think someday I can get rid of that scourge. We'll be Vervain and Son, the woman who cured the undead and the man who cured the living. That'll be the Vervain legacy.
1: Can I do, like, a check to see if I buy into this? Yeah, go ahead. With disadvantage. Oh, shit. (laughs) Like a wisdom check? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, go ahead. Wisdom save, maybe? Yeah. It's a 15 and a four, uh, so that is a seven total. A seven total. Okay. You're getting a little caught up in her
0: rhetoric, and the stuff she's saying is making sense to you. Like, yeah, of course you have to compromise a little bit. Like... Of course I couldn't make the all-cure elixir unless I had money. Of course there's going to be some corrupt people behind the money. That's just the way it works. That's the way the world works. You have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet.
1: Here's what I'll say. When that Twilidium is ready, my friends and I are going to leave, and we're going to head on our journey. Because we've got people we need to save, but I'll help you while I can.
0: All right, that's what I like to hear, Zerk. How about we... Burn the midnight oil tonight. We get to the lab. Old-fashioned right. mother-son alchemy. We love Sounds to see good. it. Sounds good. We love to see it. Oh, my All right. boy. Cirky, my boy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, hey, can we smoke in here?
0: I'm, yeah, we can smoke wherever the hell we want. Uh, <laughs> instantly just hotboxed with tobacco. <laughs> just horrible hacking coughs. <laughs> this is good. This is good, Mom. <laughs> Fia and Hank, you guys head with Tab down to the docks.
3: Mm. So on our way, I just want to be like, okay, Mr. Henry, I have to show, I don't know if you saw this, I don't know who saw this, but in the lab, I found this little bell and I mm, borrowed it.
0: Huh. <clears throat> have I seen this bell before? You don't know if it's the exact same bell, but you saw when the prophet Cain killed Dr. Nebel, you saw him ring a bell and bring horrors to life. Oh, um- <laughs> oh, that's bad yeah, that
2: okay, that that thing that scares me a little bit. Huh? where'd you Where'd you find that?
3: The laboratory, I told you I borrowed it.
2: Oh. oh so dear. I was
3: kind of thinking that I don't know what your plans are tonight, but I was thinking we could take up because I'm kind of sick of going to books. you know, they always tell this story to me, and we were just in this great laboratory. So I was thinking we could go into a safe space of the woods and just kind of huck spells at it.
2: Hey, <laughs> I am all for that. That sounds fun.
3: We'll grab the Tilda, of course, but it just seems like I want to, like, hands-on learn instead of have a book tell me, you know?
2: Sweet. Hey, I have I have some spots in this town where I used to need to go to be alone. I know some some spots deep in the woods.
3: <laughs> great. <laughs> right on.
0: Um, Tab, do you want to come? Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, just beating up on a bill? Oh, I hate yeah. bills. Oh, it's ringing. You're trying to sleep? Oh, get up, oh, get
3: out. Oh Great. yeah!
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, give me that bill. Ah, oh, take a strike at it. Ah oh, yeah. Actually, be
3: careful. I don't want to ring it until oh, nah. we make sure that there are no uh, fairies around.
0: Ah no! Nah. Shoot it, with my archer stick. <laughs> Pulls out her bow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, wait till we get to the woods, Tad. Wait
3: till we get to the woods! We need to make sure it doesn't ring! Ah, uh, you see bills on this
1: mid. No, they're, ah. they're not all bad. Jesus. The second I leave, y'all go do target practice in the wood. I can't
3: believe it. <laughs> You're the one who has to leave.
1: <laughs> target practice without getting hit in the head with a lead
2: pipe. Can you imagine? <laughs>
0: That wasn't, you know, so much that you can't ever have target practice. That was don't approach (laughs) aggro. I don't know.
1: This is the lesson I'm learning.
0: (laughs) Fire your gun wildly, right? Yeah. So you guys go down to get Batilda. Um, You guys go down to um, this little set of docks that have houseboats on it. Um, You see all these um, pretty lights, all these um, boats tethered to the dock here. uh, And you follow the smell of cigar smoke. (laughs) <laughs> um, to this one Ooh, boat.
3: I light up mine. Mr. Henry, for you? Tab, for you? Oh,
0: yeah. I could smoke a beer. We're
3: about to get rowdy in the woods. Everyone should be a little bust.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's light them up.
2: <laughs> uh, this is and honestly take rude. out a
3: flask of... Uh, cherry sour cherry liqueur pass it around
1: <laughs> oh I take a sniff oh my god you guys with cigars and, and cocktails this walk, is mean this is fucking mean <laughs> walk towards this
0: boat uh, yeah, as um as Zerk has a heart to heart with his mother um, <laughs> um, you guys get to this boat very clear that the smoke is emanating from the boat. Uh, you don't see any kind of lights on inside, um, but you see that uh, you can get on the deck um, and there's a door that leads to like a cabin inside. All right, careful of that leg sweep thing. We know where yeah. moves now.
3: I will open the door with Mage Hand and shout in, <laughs> Batilde, I know I want to play too, but I have a more focused way to play right now.
0: Uh, Fia, you open the door. Go ahead and give me a perception check. <laughs> <laughs>
3: 21
0: good god um fia you see that though it is dark in here the moonlight lights it up enough that you see this you see a little like noose on the ground like a trap like it's supposed to like grab your leg and wrap you up and like tie you to the uh ceiling
3: (laughs) she's something else right mr henry Honestly, Quite I respect special. it so
2: much that I want to hop into it, but I'm going to not do that because my back. Send
3: bad. Shank into it.
2: <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Hey, buddy, there's some shrimp in there. I summon Scary Shank.
0: <laughs> you see, um, old man Shank shows up. Oh, Henry, we need to break the <laughs> Gets the rope wrapped around his leg and hangs upside down. Yeah. We need to change the past to change the future, Sorry, man. That, Henry. That, yeah, I get it. I get it. The curse oh. lives a little longer, though, because that was good. That was good. Uh, you guys walk in. Um, you see there's a little lantern. You're able to light it up. Um, and you see this place is full of plants and books. Uh, you can assume the plants mm-hmm. are oh. probably... Died a long time it's ago. It's a floating train car. Yeah. <laughs> again, yes, it is like a floating train car. Um very much uh train car aesthetic, um very eclectic, um lots of it. like fun little pieces of furniture around.
3: Matilda, you didn't tell me you have a timeshare.
0: You do not see Matilda <laughs> here, but you see a note. Mm.
3: Mm. Oh? Okay, I read the note.
0: Uh you read the notes, um, and uh, you see it says, Little Fang, good job avoiding the trap. <laughs>
3: How does she know I'm not reading this upside down, right?
0: (laughs) Um, You see, she goes, I picked up a copy of the paper, saw another story about horrors. I can't help but go investigate. I'll stay out of sight. I know I'm retired, but old habits die hard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I never knew how that was spelled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) P.S. I've marked off a story in the paper for you. I found it quite interesting.
3: Okay. First off, can I do an inside check to see if this was was written in my Batilde's hand?
0: Yes, for sure. Thirty
3: twenty.
0: Thirty. Um. Yes, it looks like it was um written by Batilda.
3: Okay. Real quick, I'm going to uh, I pass around the flask and say just like get a get a harder buzz on. I have to real quick read. <laughs> <laughs> Tab, Mr. Henry, go to town Tab sits
0: down and goes like, Ah, oh, I've never been on the water like this. Oh, it's yeah? crazy.
3: The water is so much trickier than a regular floor.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, um,
2: you fall right through.
0: Fia, you and Book Far <laughs> fucking speed read. Um Batilda had said she had she had picked up a paper. You see that she had picked up two. Um oh. you see there's one paper that you recognize same one you were able to get in the crux, like an old version of you see the West Precinct mm-hmm. Gazette. Um, and you also see this other paper called the lock ledger, L O C H ledger. Um, and you see that in the West Precinct Gazette, very much kind of towing the lock company line being kind of like, like, Oh, there were, Horrors that showed up, but the honorable West guard, like the guards who propaganda um, propaganda kind of like okay. the horror showed up and the uh, honorable West guard like our like everybody protected us and, and we're all mm. safe. Um, and you see in the lock ledger, it's a little bit more critical. It's bringing up a lot of inconsistencies with the horror attacks recently. A lot of the horrors have been reanimated animals and the author here um, brings up that this is an overdeveloped area that doesn't have much wildlife. Uh, so that's weird. Additionally, there have been human based horrors, and that's also very strange uh, in West Precinct. Um, because unlike in kind of places like Outerboro and Innerboro that are farther away from the cities uh, that might be more religious, uh, they might follow Reaper customs and bury their dead. But in West Precinct, they burn them. They're not messing with that stuff it's all cremation uh they don't want anybody coming back from the dead there aren't any cemeteries um the ashes are usually spread out on the lake uh so this article begs the question if this isn't natural who's making it happen
3: okay i relay this to mr henry and i also say is this man-made lake also the drinking water
0: I guess I would know this. Yeah, um, there's certainly, like, uh, it is, but there's, like, a filtration system.
2: (laughs) Henry's peeing over the side of the boat.
0: (laughs) Um, Now that I think about it, yes. (laughs) You see, Tab just spits out um, a glass of water. Uh, This is what I get for trying to hydrate. Just drank from the flask, Tab.
3: Oh, yeah. Hydration is overrated. Okay. So, basically, we are continuing to learn that this is definitely they are creating horrors. Yeah.
2: Do we do we need to put off target practice and, and oh, go but look bill.
0: for the Oh, Ah, it's just there. It's just waiting right to ring.
2: It'll I be know. there. It'll be there tomorrow, Tab. We'll, yeah. We're going to fuck up the bell. Don't worry. Can,
3: can I do an inside check to see if I rang the bell, if the horrors would... Respond to me?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Ooh. 16. Fia, you would think that you would need to be dedicated to the Reaper cause. Okay. You would assume that a necromancer like Moxora
3: mm-hmm.
0: could raise the dead and control the dead on her own through pure magical power. Mm-hmm. But somebody like Cain, who is like- a sort of half-caster mm-hmm. mechanically, mm-hmm. Um, would need this would sort need of an like item
3: totem. Okay. Yeah. Mm.
2: It feels like we know what, who's got the most to gain. We feel it feels like we know
3: how they're doing it. How
2: they're doing it. We just and we're trying we're trying to figure out who and it feels like we're turning our head from the obvious answer. I think we have to go to Vervain Industries.
3: Okay. Then I will accompany. Yes, let's do it.
2: All right, I'm kind of fucked up though. Does anybody have like a bottled water? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just got used to
0: it. Uh, There's no bits in it. I I I have to trust the filtration. I just have to trust it.
3: Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk
4: fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That is Aura A-U-R-A frames.com Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cut over to Zerk. Um, Zerk, You and your mom show up at the lab. Uh, You see, there are some guards here. Um, You guys walk in. um, The guards uh, take off their hats and kind of um, give a little bow to uh, Stella as she walks by. Ma'am, special boy. (laughs)
1: Um, You guys. uh, Eddie's, Eddie's, (laughs) gentlemen.
0: They they put their hands behind their backs. Um, You guys walk in. Um, There's not that many scientists here at night, but there are still guards guarding this um, room in the middle. Um, And you see um, Stella takes you past it to like her office area overlooking the lake uh, with all this equipment and everything. And she goes like, all right, Zerky, what do you want to work on first? You want to do horror stuff? You want to do all cure elixir stuff? Me and you.
1: Well, I'd love if you could give me some more information about your research into the horrors. That seems very pressing. To be honest with you, I told you... Most
0: of what I've known, it was kind of a big breakthrough just to figure out that the living have embedded in them whatever it is that makes us horrors, that there's something just laying dormant in us that can um, be brought out. We've also figured out that there's certain sound waves that can almost make like a spell that kind of trigger it, that can um, bring a horror that's dead suddenly to life.
1: Well, That seems bad.
0: Oh yeah, no, that it, it's it's awful. But but if we find out kinda how they're made, maybe we can figure out how to kinda deconstruct it.
1: Yeah, if we had some sort of deconstructing flute.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. We have a demystifier thing. Look, Carlisle got me this thing. It's this bell. Um, you see she walks over to um the demystifier machine and she looks around and goes, Ah, oh, well it's gotta be it's gotta be around here somewhere. But it's this something that apparently like Reaper people used to carry around to be able to like control the undead because you know they're kind of just random like they'll kill anybody but apparently if you rang this bell if you used it then um you could control them you could you know kind of command them tell them what to do it, it allowed humans Wait, to do what gods did essentially
1: can I do an insight to see I remember seeing this bell oh yeah like, for sure you don't even need yeah. to insight yeah um I think like Zerk kind of stops walking when he hears that. I've seen one of those bells before. A person wielding this bell killed my mentor. My my new mentor after I left you. That, oh, I was going to say, like I'm alive, sir. I was going
0: to say, because I'm the main mentor. Do, do I need to be jealous? Uh, no, this is kind of... I'm up. so sorry. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. You, so, sorry, right. they killed your friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I learned, like, a lot of stuff about, like, poisoning people and, like conning people and kind of how to work a crowd from you. For this person, I learned how to help people and how to be a good person. Interesting. Um, And they're dead now. They're dead now. Okay. But See
0: where that gets you, Zerk?
1: Just
3: saying.
0: Go on. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna get you. Zerk, you gotta take your piece of the pie or you'll starve. Go on.
1: Zerk just swallows (laughs) a big ball of just angst (laughs) and regret.
0: Eh, just, you know, eh, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but go on. Go on. No, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: You're saying quite a lot. You're, okay, you're no, talking no, no, as no, I'm no, trying no, to talk is the thing. And they're dead. And they're dead. Not saying anything? And, just saying. And I mean, people die. That's what and, we're here. We're trying to fix that. Right. Yes. Trying to of see if we can make hey, some sort hey. of spell.
0: And we're gonna and we're gonna do it. And we're gonna okay. do it. Okay.
1: Yeah. We're gonna do it. That's right. what we're here. Right. Differences aside, we're gonna do it. You saw somebody die. I saw someone using that bell, and they were using it to summon horrors. If there's a way that we could reverse engineer that bell to just negate the effect, like if if you ring a bell, but then somebody else, you know farts really loud or something like that and you can't hear the bell over the fart just just an example hypothetical i I
0: think that no the fart rule yeah
1: right exactly you know an eclipsing fart then i think that we could maybe eliminate their ability to summon horrors some kind of sound wave that would make them dormant
0: that would just make them drop that's quite interesting Zerky. that's quite interesting
1: yeah yeah wait by the way why did lochnamore have one of these bells
0: because, I don't know, he's a rich guy?
1: <laughs> you think he's just like an artifact collector? Sort uh, of a treasure hunter?
0: Yeah, these fucking assholes, they, they collect shit just because they can collect shit. Oh my god, I go to some of these places, it's so fucking tacky, Zerk. Um, you see, she puts on <laughs> a second top hat on top of her top hat that she already has on. They keep all these fucking dongles and shit all, all around the place. Yeah, they collect <sharp> artifacts, they collect art. Yeah,
1: Oh, they, they love their dongles. Who gives
0: a shit, right? Can I get one of those top hats, by the way? <laughs> uh, <yeah>. She <laughs> takes the top top hat and gives it to you. Uh, I'll give you the topest hat all, Zerky. Uh, go ahead and give me an insight check, Zerk. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. You are definitely like beguiled a little bit by her charisma and the fact that she's your mom, but you also get the sense that Carlisle probably actually gave this to her, that she's probably not lying, that maybe she did not meet with the sorceress herself. Hmm. You see, she goes, that's really interesting. Zerky, maybe, you know what? A fresh set of eyes. I've been, you know, some of the more kind of sensitive work. I haven't let the other scientists
1: in on. But right, the, the non-top hat folk.
0: Right, of course. But you, your family, you know? <laughs> Do you want to look at the readout that I got from this uh, bell doohickey?
1: I'd be very interested to see that. Yeah.
0: So, sweet. Um, Zerk, go ahead and give me Arcana check or... If, whatever you have proficiency in, essentially like a tinkering check or something.
1: That's a one and a four. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think Zerk is still a little woozy from the hotbox. Yeah. Um, it seems
0: quite difficult to unravel. As you look at all of it, you have to spend a while. Um, you have to like sit down. There's several pages of this thing. You go through it. You don't get any insight into kind of how to recreate it or how to reverse it but you look at it and it seems less like it's a specific frequency that is causing the horrors to rise and it seems more like a design that allows the verbal components of a spell to be Mm. delivered through a single, like, chime.
3: It's an animate dead bell.
0: Correct. So it's essentially an animate dead bell. So it would only affect, like, kind of the general area. Like, it's no kind of bigger than what you would be able to reach with your voice. But Mm. it does speak to the potential to be able to do, like, a wider reaching thing, to essentially, like,
1: have a wider Mm. range of being able to cast a spell. I'm wondering if we could create some sort of Phonogram that we could inscribe some sort of counter spell on that would maybe be used to detract from the power of this spell. It seems like if you're able to like inscribe a spell into a bell, then using a vocal spell that you've recorded via some sort of cylinder that you play might be a way to do it, but I don't know.
0: Yes, uh, Zerky, I-, I I think you're on the right track there. The problem is is that there's. it seems to be locked onto one specific spell. We've run some experiments, we figured out how to make it louder and have kind of a wider range, we figured out how to make it quieter to make it have kind of a shorter range, but we haven't figured out how to change the nature of the spell. That's, that's why I, I was putting the bell back in the demystifier. I'm trying to go over the data and see if there's anything I missed.
1: Right, something you missed in the mist, I understand. I wonder if if the bell is the problem, if it's the instrument itself. Maybe we need to uh, broaden our horizons on that front. Uh, You see uh, she nods and she goes, oh, we've already recreated it. We've uh,
0: made a device called the necrophone. Uh, And what that can do is (gasps) that can do the same thing that the bell can. It can um, make a frequency that casts this animate dead spell that's able to bring these horrors to life, that's the only way we've been able to study them. If we weren't able to control the horrors, we wouldn't be able to study them at all.
1: So you're telling me you've used this machine?
0: Well, of of course I've used it. Just like if you're testing a gun, if you're doing uh, shooting practice or something, you've used a gun. Does that mean you've shot anybody? No.
1: You have to be very careful when you do target practice. You do not know what will happen. And you could get hit
0: by a lead pipe. Exactly. That's the first see, rule of okay.
1: Practice, Zerky. you know, but we're on the same frequency. But I am worried about the frequency of this necrophone. How many times have you used it? Have you used it under safe environments? Are you following practical lab protocol? You see, she goes, Zerky, Of course. Look, we got.
0: You see, she um gestures to the big kind of metal like shipping container looking thing in the center of the lab, mm-hmm. and she goes, "It's all contained. All right." There's a silent spell around the whole box. It's like the ultimate form of soundproofing. It can't get out. We're trying to just use it so that we can deconstruct it, so that we can study these horrors. And the machine is too big to be moved anyway. So it's not like anybody can just take it.
1: Why don't you show me the machine? I want to trust you. I want to work on this. But I need to see it. I need to understand it. Um, Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Ooh,
0: uh, that's a dirty
1: 20. You
0: see, she goes, Ah, Zerky, you never had the stomach for this stuff.
1: My stomach's gotten plenty tough. I've had to swallow a lot worse things, both physically and mentally. Right, yeah, you are always licking weird stuff, Zerky. Who who do you think I learned that from, Ma? All right. Let's lick this problem, huh?
0: All right weird way to put it but I'll <laughs> I'll show you but we gotta look this is top secret stuff so you're trying to we're, t- we're trying to establish trust okay it's a two-way yes. street so I'm trusting you that
1: just don't swerve into the other lane that's all I'm asking
0: and I'm asking you to do to 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 not do the same
1: well you do know not maybe do the same we- as to
0: not swerve into the other lane but I do need you to trust me and I need for me to be able <laughs> to trust you
1: well, we're both driving spider cars that drive themselves, so it's a little tricky, but we're, we're trying our right. best. I feel like okay? we're getting we're lost in the metaphor.
0: I just need <laughs> to be able to trust you, Zerk. You see, like, right. um, she's uh, kind of deadly serious <laughs> in this moment. Drops the act a little bit. This this can't get out.
1: This is life or death, I understand. Um. All right, I trust you.
0: And I trust you, Zerky. Uh, as your mom... Uh, begins to prep you on what you are about to see. Uh, everybody, go ahead and give me perception checks. That's everybody, not just Zerk.
2: Mm.
3: Can right. I use Book four for advantage?
0: Yes,
2: I got a
1: dirty twenty.
3: I got a seventeen.
1: I got a seventeen as well. Sweet.
3: Can I set the scene for how we're walking back to this laboratory? Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm holding the bell out with a mage hand. Um, but holding it so that the uh, little dingle that makes the sound is still, and we can all just fucking wail on this because fuck the Reaper.
2: I'm fi- I'm, I fire a crossbow bolt
0: at it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm throwing lightning at it.
0: Tab looks so mad, just shooting wildly at the bell.
3: Oh, I can't even see Stride. Just thinking right? about eating that thing. The
0: smoke went straight to my head. Wow, I'm feeling loopy. You guys all see um, Zerk through the glass of the lab and Hank and Fia just being outside walking towards the lab, you guys see smoke coming from the town.
2: Hmm.
3: Hmm. Okay, I, I run. I run to see what's going on.
0: Ma, is that normal? Are they like burning leaves or something? Uh, you see she looks up um, and she goes, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're doing like a bonfire thing or
1: something. Oh, that seems fun. Yeah, I guess it is the reaping season. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: desperately try to run to keep up with Fia. Sweet. I,
3: uh, I quick cast, I am in survival mode, so I quick cast a blink on myself, possibly okay. to waste mm. it.
0: Fia and Hank, you run towards the town square. Zerk, it's kind of up to you. I don't know that this would necessarily cause you to run from the lab. It's up to you. I mean, I'm looking out the window, right? Um yeah, you see you just see smoke kind of coming from the town square. It's kind of tough to see what's going on. It's the equivalent of in real life when you're driving down the highway and you just see like black smoke coming from like this is a very California thing, <laughs> yeah. but often from the woods and you're uh-huh. just like, uh-huh. like, "Huh. You know that's when not your good. state
3: is on fire." Weird.
1: <laughs> not good. And you and you pull over and you find the hose to help. Yeah. <laughs> um I want to I want to be hard on myself again. Can I just do a luck roll to see if I decide to go or not? Yeah. Cool. Because I, I feel like it would maybe pique Zerk's interest, but he's kind of, like, pretty occupied right now. Sure. So uh, I guess, like, 1 to 10, I'll Here. go. Uh, you know what? Yeah? Um, I'll, I'll say this.
0: Instead of a luck check, go ahead and give me an insight check.
1: That's a 9. A
0: 9. Um, oh, actually, uh, a 10. A 10. Flat 10. Yeah, Zerk, uh, you believe your mom. It's This is... Maybe something that just happens in the town every once in a while.
1: Shit. Sorry, guys. And hey, maybe your mom's right. <laughs> More target practice for you. Um,
3: <laughs> That's true. We might we might be going to something completely innocuous.
2: Yeah, just dead sprint to a bonfire. You know, nothing wrong
0: with that. Those are in fun. In which
3: case, we take out the flask and we start and we get back to wailing on the bell.
0: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Fia and Hank, you guys rush towards the town square. You see the offices of the lock ledger mm. that was the newspaper that was critical of oh, all of this stuff that was going on, no. um, is being attacked by horrors. You see, um, there's some kind of fire going on inside. You see these two boar type horrors called boars. of course. Yes, nice. of course. These <laughs> undead boars with huge tusks. Um, they've shattered the front windows and are just wreaking havoc on it, um, throwing equipment around. Um, you see people are fleeing it but you see the West Precinct Horror Hunters are jumping into action. You see,
3: oh, oh dear, oh dear.
2: Okay, I dive, I dive in. I'm running.
3: <gasps> okay, I'm running also.
2: Can I take a second to just tie a bandana around my face, tab style? Yes, of course. Uh,
3: I follow suit, but possibly blink out of existence. Uh, everybody go <laughs> ahead
0: and um, roll initiative.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: All right, that's a 19.
3: Dirty 20.
0: Fia, you're first um you show up you see you see that um, it looks like there's already essentially been a round of combat quick blast cast callaway is getting ready with like another Molotov cocktail.
3: She started the fire?
0: Yeah. Um, and you see, Ranch um, and Hank Jr. have their guns up. You see, Hank Jr. looks nervous as fuck. Like, this is his first like taste of action uh, gun kind of shaking. But, Fia, you are first.
3: <sighs> this is really hard to know what to do. Um, is there anyone who was who is stuck in there?
0: Um, yeah, you see, you see that there were a couple people that uh, ran away, but there's like a couple people that are like scared and just like in the corner and screaming and hiding. You do see, by the way. So just because Quick Blast started the fire, it looks like she started the fire by being like careless. They are fighting the boars. They're not trying to kill the people. Right. The fire is a result. The fire of the is fight. a result of the fight.
3: I'm going to assume that these uh, fucking horrors are. Uh, Undead, so I'm going to uh, go and guiding bolt one of the horrors.
0: Right on. Okay. 19. Uh, 19 hits. Okay. Uh, Fia, you shoot into um, this uh, fiery office um, as these boars wreck this area. Um, You just hear the sounds of gunfire all around you.
3: 27 radiant damage to uh, one of the wereboar, or you? one of the boars.
0: Very nice. Good God. Um, Fia, yeah, you're you see... Third level. These guidance. things are a little bit below your guys' level. Um, You shoot this bolt. Um, You see it shocks this boar. Blood spurts out of it. It's got these red glowing eyes turns towards you, goes from like wrecking all the equipment and everything, looks like it's kind of locked onto you.
3: And I say, come chase me, and then I uh, roll to see if I blink out of existence. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> Tied with you for initiative 20, um, you don't see who it is, um, mm-hmm. but you see um, one of the people that uh, is in the corner, scared, uh, is suddenly scooped up by an invisible entity uh, who rushes off um and uh, appears to be saving them mm. at initiative 19 that's hank
2: appears to be saving them i 17. would i've have i've clocked which horror henry jr is fighting i imagine he's that's, he's
0: just shooting into the building trying to hit the two boars there's just two okay
2: all right sweet so i'm just gonna run past him and say uh, keep your keep your feet shoulders width apart buddy um and I'm gonna swing at the... Go for the the,
3: boar that I already hit because you'll have advantage.
2: Great, I'll go for that boar. Okay, go ahead. Uh, That is an 18 to hit. Uh, That hits. 10 damage.
0: Uh, This thing's on death's door. Oh,
2: all right, good. I'll take a second attack. That's only 13 to hit.
0: Uh, That still hits. Yeah. Just a, big, okay. just a big fleshy fucking muscular monster.
2: Alright, so that is eleven damage.
0: Um Hank, finish this borer. <laughs>
2: um Yeah, I'm gonna use my guy's arm like a pole vault and uh, kick off the wall and stab it through its head. Uh like split stance, look up, point at my son. He doesn't know who I am yet, and just give him a <laughs> thumbs up.
0: Uh, <laughs> Hank, go ahead and give me a deception check.
2: I've got a mask on. I know. Oh yeah.
0: Give it give it to me with advantage then.
2: Okay. You did talk um, to him.
0: He knows your voice, presumably.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. The I did get... Oh, I only got a 14.
0: 14. Okay. I will say he recognizes it enough that he doesn't totally, right in that moment, recognizes you as being his dad, mm-hmm. but recognizes you as being like an authority. Um, and you see he does square himself up um, and take a shot uh, on this other dude.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to action surge, actually. Okay. Ooh. That is a 27. Hits. Uh, eight damage.
0: Uh, eight damage. Cool.
2: Um, and my other one, that's a 12 to hit. Oh, no, wait. Uh, 13 to
0: hit. Uh, hits.
2: Jesus. 17
0: damage. Wow. Um, this thing is still alive.
2: All right, great. I just wanted my son to see me do something very cool. this I'm trying <laughs> to buy as much goodwill as I can for our upcoming uh. conversation.
3: <laughs> Fia throws her voice to say, wow, who just did that? Is this a new superhero in town? <laughs> uh,
0: after after Hank and Fia take out this one and injure this other, Hank Jr. Um, is going to go ahead and take a shot, taking Hank's advice, not totally knowing that it's Hank, just being kind of confused. But it looks like it snaps him out of the kind of battle confusion that he had in his first fight. Uh, and he's going to hit.
2: All right. That's my son. i don't say that i think
0: that i think that okay you think it (laughs) uh you see boom um blows this thing's shoulder off yes but it survives and it rushes out of the office towards hank jr Um, rushing uh going right for him does it get an opportunity attack from me it would get one from Shank. Yeah. Yeah, you were right, right up in there. You do get an opportunity attack. Come
2: on. Oh, fuck. It's a dirty 20 to hit.
0: Um, You hit.
2: And nine damage.
0: Henry, your son... Manages to hit this thing after, like, getting a little bit of confidence after being, like, quite shaken. Shoulder is blown off this boar that has, like, no skin, just all muscle. Um, Turns and looks at him angrily, um, just snorts. Begins charging out of the office. You chase after it. Um, You see Hank Jr. just begins to panic just shakily like trying to decide if he has time to reload his gun or not you see he like starts to fumble his gun like um uh, maybe about to run away you rush up on pure adrenaline are able to keep up with this thing it's a little bit faster than you but the guy's arm has a 10 foot reach you swing out and you stab it stopping it just short of hitting your son um, as he falls back um, on two hands prone um, and the thing dies and plops on top of him. And you see he looks up and he goes, "Huh, oh, oh, thanks.
2: Nice shot, kid. But next time, go for the head. I'll take off my bandana.
0: Uh, Henry, you see Hank Jr. looks up, eyes wide with wonder uh it's it's kind of dark in the town square um but the light of the fire lights your face uh you see the recognition in his eyes you see there's a split second of like relief or happiness uh huh and then he quickly narrows his eyes. You see, he grabs his canteen and just chucks it at your head. And he goes,
1: aim for the head, huh?
0: I do not duck. <laughs> it, just, it crashes, uh, hits you in the head uh, for oh. two damage. Um, just clanks off your head. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. You're learning already. <laughs> um, you see, yeah, Hank Jr. gets up. And you see, once again, like quick blasted, just like, what the fuck is with you people with pissing this kid off? <laughs> And uh, you see uh, Hank Jr. He kind of looks like he doesn't know what to do in this moment. Like he starts to like kind of like walk up to you as if he's going to like tell you off and like push you Mm -hmm. away or he's just going to like leave. Like he like starts and stops, starts and stops. um, And then he's just standing there and he goes, what are you what are you doing here now? Now that I now that I'm doing something, you need money. What? Um, no. Okay. I, I understand.
2: Hey, I understand why you're mad. I'm not happy with myself at all, you know, either. Okay. Um, I didn't come here looking for, to bother you, to get in the way of you living your life. I'm I'm here doing the same thing that you're doing. I'm trying to hunt horrors and, and see if, if I can, I can help this problem that we have in our world and and yeah hey i'm here and i'm and it's nice that i can finally have you back for the first time so i'm sorry for wanting to do that
0: uh hank give me a persuasion check with disadvantage
2: oh, <laughs> oh okay well i mean i rolled bad on both so that at least feels pretty good <laughs> um hank. a 10 and 11 uh so we'll go with the 10
0: You see, he kind of just laughs and looks down and goes, "Well, you certainly got your priorities in order, don't you? It's always something else, and then your family. You want to teach me how to fight horrors? Why don't I utilize the one thing you ever taught me? How to walk away? Uh, You see, Hey, hey, turns away. He walks off into the night. Uh, You see, as you." yell after him, he just turns back, shakes his head, then turns his head back forward, and keeps walking. As he uh, starts to storm off, You see that there's like a small crowd starting to gather around um, and you see one person who seems almost like they're a plant or something. In fact, has like a little notepad and uh, like a little top hat and looks very like newsman-ish. You recognize him as being from like the Shill newspaper who took the picture of um, Carlisle uh, and the family at the ballroom um, and goes like, huh, splendid. Uh, We're saved. Let's hear it for the West Precinct Horror Hunters. I kick the cane. <laughs> Hank Jr. Uh, pushes past sort of the press and these like people gathering around to kind of um, congratulate them. Quick Blast is like, hey, Edgar, Edgar, get on over here. Uh, OK, um, uh, you see she uh, s- uh, sort of uh, takes a deep breath, like pushes henry like out of the way out of the way of like the press and goes up to them And goes like you should have seen edgar Locknamore. there were two of these giant boars that ran in about to tear up some townsfolk over there just pulled them out boom boom dead shot it two of them right between the eyes um and she starts like wrapping the people up with a story. You see all these like water mages appear. They're basically like an arcane fire department. They start putting out the office here. um, And as the scene is being like cleaned up, you see the fire is put out and everything.
3: Does it look like Mr. Henry is looking for like a friend or does it look like he wants to be alone?
0: Uh, (laughs) Fia, give me an insight check and then we'll ask Hank how he feels.
3: 12.
0: I'll say this is a powerful enough moment that a 12 would be easy enough. How is Hank feeling in this moment, Jake? Henry could use a pat on the back and a quiet nod. That feels like (laughs)
3: exactly what
2: Henry could use.
3: Okay, I go to Mr. Henry and I give him a little pat on the back, a few, a little supportive hand squeeze. Um, I think, I think Fia sees this whole situation play out and she actually relates to both Mr. Henry and his son. She relates to uh, Henry's choices, but she also relates to being a child whose father did something that they thought was best for them and really hurt them. But Fia is going to focus on sort of the part that is like commiserating with Mr. Henry and she says to Mr. Henry... I one time tried to save someone by saying goodbye to them, and I think I also regret it now.
2: Yeah, I should have just, I should have just said what I came here to say, that I fucking love them.
3: You'll have time. All You'll right. have time. It's All good right. that you know it now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just doing... I'm doing, like, a pat, but then it turns into one of those (laughs) (laughs) rubs.
2: And Henry turns that into a hug. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, Hank and uh, Fia, you share a hug. And after a second, Fia, you feel an invisible presence around you, um, and you hear Batilda go, sorry to interrupt, little Fang, but I'm growing more concerned about our situation. This is much too calculated for a regular horror attack. Um... And you feel her move your shoulders to look at the wreckage of the Lock Ledger office building. Uh, you see that their printing press has been destroyed. Uh, there looked like there were no fatalities, luckily, but their employees were definitely scared off.
2: Well, I think I think we know where we've got to go. It's not going to be a fun conversation, but we haven't had very many tonight, so why stop now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes Mr. Henry, here's the thing is I think that we need to go in secretly I can think of one spell I could try to learn to get some information out of Stella but I don't think I don't think she will give up information freely. I am mm-hmm. thinking We're we gonna have to, to find
2: it and confront her about it huh
3: I think we need to find it before and rather than hope she will tell us yeah. I am not even clear that she is even understanding entirely what she's doing
2: Let's hope she doesn't
3: I am thinking she makes these werewolves, and it's possible that someone else is now using them. Yeah. And I think we fucking know who it is. It's that fucking Kane guy and his fucking hot, sorceress bad bitch. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't forget Carlisle, that fuck.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Carlisle. On, on the bill. Fuck Maxora. Right? Oh, fuck yeah. Kane on the bill. I
2: run out and kick the canteen again.
3: <laughs> Actually, you know what? I wanted to try something. While we're here... Tab, I oh, think yeah. you should hold the bell, because you have a past with the Reaper. And if anyone could make it work, you could.
0: I don't know about me working with a bill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suppose like a Troy. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you see, she uh, takes it from you with shaky hands. Ah, Feels a bit unnatural <laughs> being on the other side like this. Uh, sweet. How do you guys want to proceed to the lab?
3: Uh, uh, what are your thoughts, Henry? I have some thoughts.
2: Okay, yeah. Were you saying you could disguise yourself as Liam, what I dressed up as a fish? Is that the plan?
3: I was thinking <laughs> that you, with your ability to summon and switch spots with what you summon, That's you can right. look in a window, summon yourself, switch spots with yourself.
0: Whoa. Could
3: you not? Am I I, I don't understand the limitations, but I've been studying you with a bit of arcane curiosity. Like yeah.
0: look in the window of the lab, send Shank into the lab, then switch and be like yes. hiding? Whoa
2: i can yes. and at this point i can even move shank a thousand feet from me and i can see and hear uh with his eyes and ears
3: so i think i turn into liam uh pretend to be just an employee going to check out the fridge, and then once i am past the guards i can turn back into myself because i cannot sustain that level of, of attractiveness for so long you know <laughs> Um, and then we can rendezvous and start to sneak around.
2: Great. Okay, then yeah, you, you pull um, up a window shade. I take a
0: gander in the lab, and I'm in. I'm in.
3: <laughs> okay. Sweet. That's what we will do.
0: Matilda nods, uh, and she goes, "All right, um, me and Tabitha here can stay nearby, um, and if you get into any kind of trouble or something, you can signal to us, and uh, we'll jump in for backup." Okay. Fia, you take on, uh, what what spell are you casting?
3: It's Alter Self. It's the one I use to turn into a fish, but this time I'm using it for change appearance. (laughs) You transform appearance, you decide what you look like, including your height, weight, facial features, and sound of your voice, hair length, coloration, distinguishing characteristics, if any. Great, got it, okay.
0: Um, Fia, um, you take on the appearance of Liam, um, who, of course, has a bowl cut um, with mm-hmm. tiny, tiny baby <laughs> bangs uh, that go super high up and big glasses. Bangs are in. A big bangs lab coat. are in in Eldermorn. <laughs> uh, you see um, you walk past the two guards who... Su- sort of don't give you a second look. In fact, they try not to make eye contact with kind of,
3: Liam. Like, <laughs> oh, this is a genius wow, part they're perfect. I've turned into a social pariah and everyone's actually going to avoid me. Don't, oh. don't say
0: anything or I'll try to have a conversation with you about how good hot salmon is.
3: <laughs> I smile a really big smile and wave desperately.
0: <laughs> uh, Fia, as Liam enters the lab, uh, what are you doing, Henry. I have a sense of where,
2: like, the the layout of the lab a little bit, right? Like, if she goes in the front door, I can go... Yeah,
0: certainly. You guys got, like, a a tour.
2: Okay, great. So I think I'm just gonna go uh, make a loop around the back and kind of, like, peer through windows and see if I can, like, watch via as she's going down different hallways, just so I can almost, like, follow her from the outside of the building.
0: I'll say you guys saw where... Liam's like little workstation was um, because, uh, Fia, as you get in, you see there's less people here at night, but you know, these are scientists working on life changing technology. There, uh, there are plenty of people around. Um, so you kind of trying to act natural, go over near his desk. Um,
3: I continue to grin a grin like I'd like to talk someone's ear off. <laughs> uh,
0: just <laughs> absolutely people looking at their feet and keep walking. Um,
3: and then I would like to find the window closest to his desk and open the curtain.
0: Um, you uh, open a little curtain there. Um, just a
3: little just a little bit.
0: And Hank, you see Fia inside. Hey, I... I summon Shank right
2: next to her and I swap places uh, doing a little handhold in the squeeze.
0: (laughs) For a split second, it's the super haunted uh, Hank grabs you, Fia, and goes, the curse, Fia, the curse! And then just turns into really emotionally distraught Henry squeezing the hand. (laughs) The curse, Fia, the curse. (laughs) Uh, Which do you choose? (laughs) And Henry and Fia... You guys are over near Liam's station, um, which is kind of like, uh, if the whole thing is shaped like a circle, it's over on kind of the right side. The whole office has a view of this like big metal box uh, in the middle, Mm -hmm. this like strange office. Um, Has a little door in the front, has two guards. You guys see from Liam's work area, you have to kind of, uh, Hank, you have to kind of like duck down behind the desk um, Mm -hmm. as you see Stella... Rounds the corner, has a quick word with the two guards. You see, they move aside. Uh, she uses a little key card. You see, the door slides open to this secret office in the middle. And from the round the corner, you see she is joined by her son, Zerk. The two of them go into the office, and the door closes behind them. And that's where we'll end our session.
2: Oh my god, the Discord being
1: sown. Oh good lord. What have you done to me? The miscommunications.
2: <laughs> Talk about a pariah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm microwaving the salmon right now. Oh my goodness. Um Wow, uh, that was that was a oh good boy. Good on humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just absolutely
0: fucking everyone over. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really <laughs> sorry. She is doing
3: fine. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: true. Is, she is thriving. Yeah, yeah oh.
3: looked for Batilda found her, living happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this is like the least amount of dice rolls for the most amount of whomping we've yeah. had. So well done. <laughs> um sweet guys um thank you all so much for listening uh
0: you can hear us talk more about this over on our short rest over on our patreon patreon.com nadpod that's
1: n-a-d-d-p-o-d don't sing yet oh but
0: i wish to Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug?
1: Uh, I'll plug uh, this manga I've been reading. There's a really good manga called uh, Delicious in Dungeon, which is uh, about a bunch of heroes that delve into a dungeon but run out of money, so they just start uh, cooking and eating all the monsters in the dungeon. It's very funny uh, and has a really cool story, and I like it a lot. Cool. Dope. Jake, anything? Anything? Um,
3: Jake, what side hustle are we <laughs> promoting this week? Yeah.
4: yeah, you got anything weird? Well, actually, there's a there's a fun little beard oil update. My my sisters have uh removed me from the label and they've Whoa. relaunched they've oh, relaunched geez. as
2: East Rock Botanicals ERB. They make uh beard and pube oil now. And okay. uh
3: ah. I've been you got kicked out You've been of the family shouldered business.
4: out? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which is exactly the way I want it. I'd love to. <laughs> I'm reducing my hustles this week, but check
2: them out. East Rock Botanicals. Swapping off a hustle very good uh,
0: sweet thank you all so much for listening um next week of course we'll be doing uh dungeon court we'll be back to dungeon court um with, yes! a, with a brand new theme song so be on the lookout for like that Excited yeah. to hear it. <gasps> thank you all so much for listening um you can follow us on various social media that we may or may not use at if it's me at Caldwell, at yaxford's emily and at jaker jake and you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod that's n-a-d-d-p-o-d we, we, we are, we are. We are.
1: The The youth of the nation. We are, we we are, are, we are. The
3: youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everyone, and you know what that means? We simply must shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M. Caterers for the Carlisle party who are currently taking the heat for all the shrimp Henry stole. It normally wouldn't be that big a deal, but Henry stole a lot of shrimp, and honestly, it's going to affect their tip. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jibe G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B. Vervain employees who nabbed a piece of the pie on Monday and have been hoarding it in their desks all week. Unfortunately, it was a fish pie and it's really starting to stink. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. Employees at the Lock Ledger who were in charge of putting together the paper's famously masochistic daily crossword. It turns out the Borers were just angry because they couldn't figure out to across. Danny P, mixologist Michael McDee, Victor T. Balnor's boy, Andrew B. and Kevin S. Spoonie's family. They're all currently tucked away in the silverware drawer, worried sick that their sweet little spoon accidentally got tossed into the garbage disposal. Come home, Spoonie. Justin I. Nicholas T. Ragnar Ferdwind. TJ the gnome Barbarian. Elena M. and Trayla the Crayfay. Deep folk teens who traveled from Zelbeldar and were waiting in the woods to ambush via Hank and Tab during target practice. What is wrong with these fucking kids? Jared E., Austin Bonesaw MR, Damiel R, Cyborg version of Joshua Kobold, and Octolich prophets of the reaper who summon horrors using other instruments jared e uses a xylophone austin daniel and josh use kazoos and octolich uses one of those novelty tubes that sounds like a cow when you flip it over really terrifying stuff gage m richard x machina michael Al, oh, Sergio, Salazar, Salaman Zacharias, Deisequani, and Trast the Traveler, the West Precinct Firefighters. They use powerful, high-velocity water magic to solve all their problems, which is great for fires, but not so good for getting cats out of trees. Sir Carl, Jory S., Dana G, Azoth Shadows, and Callum M, a group of nobles who are buying a ton of land in Outerborough, but not to vote for Carlisle, they just want to build a kick-ass Six Flags, truly the only noble nobles in all of West Precinct. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese NS, the emo band called to whom it may concern, who got their name based off of an ice cold letter they found in the trash. Samuel B., Mike H., Byron Murphy likes to drink curfew, Matthew E., Colton B., and Adam G. Spoonies set. Samuel B. is a steak knife, Mike H. is a salad fork, Byron Murphy is a butter knife, Matthew E. is a spork, Colton B. is an oyster fork, and adam g is a napkin ring they are all mourning the loss of one of theirs but also freaking out about what they're going to do during the soup course megan s mateo c Nabadger, panama james cummins the bard and adrian the halfling bard an innocent bell choir that Moxura sent a package of specially made bells what a philanthropic sorceress Dan, Scott W., Nikki W., Grace G., Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu. Water mages who are great at putting out intentionally set fires, but even better at keeping a slip and slide party going. Hell yeah. Barnzenator, Michelle O., Timmy R., Jonathan W., the crock-wearing warrior, and Lucas B., Spoony fans who are petitioning to have Bookfar re-summoned as a spoon, a fire-breathing spoon. Now that's what we're talking about. Aaron S. It's Kevin New York and Stephen C. The Necrophone Company who has been fleecing its users with hidden charges on their Necrophone bills. I do not remember animating dead someone in Australia. Remove that charge, please. KJ, Michael M. Mike K. Karen J. Ekathor666, and Nick W. Carlisle's boys who all snatched up a ton of property and are all planning on turning it into a members-only golf course. A nightmare. Taylor A., Matthew R., Esme M., Nathan, and Casimir the All-Knowing. Reaper prophets who are laying in wait in a houseboat right now. Okay, yes, that sounds kind of cool and idyllic. I get it. And... Are they blasting sugar ray from a beets pill while one of them mates guac for the boat? Yes, but please remember, they are evil. Big Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Thrath, Burly T, and J Dragonborn, noble shrimp folk who saw their people brutally consumed by Hank. They have vowed to smite him in the name of Moira. Joro the Apropro, Cody B, Liam D, the Sandrian, Ben A, and Feldonis. Victims of Zerk's fake photo booth, the crew took some seriously hilarious pictures with inflatable guitars, and it's an honest-to-God tragedy that they'll never see them. Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David Gay, Christian S, and Dustin S. Liam's roommates who have had to throw out the microwave so that their common space wasn't constantly filled with the pungent smell of heated tuna. Keith K. Connor F., Kyle H. The Time Walker, Vashgard, Emilio D. Two Left Eyes, and Frankie Koala, the brave editors of the fashion section of the West Precinct Gazette. They might not be breaking any major news stories, but they put Isabelle Lachnabore's green dress as a fashion don't on their latest Hot or Not list. Big Bad John, DPC is awesome! Aston S., Blair the Bug, Blair Barb, Blairian, Pork Chop, and Chanel M. The creators of Hooked on Necrophonics, a system for teaching horrors how to read. It's not a great idea, but their hearts are in the right place. And by that, we mean they've been ripped out of their chest by the horrors they were trying to teach. Fury in Hot Pants, Selena N. Velacy Raptor, Minette F., Pat L., Achutha A., and Lauren H., tour guides for Borer Tours, the only tours where you can pet undead boars and get mauled by their tusks. Joshua D., Elias Hawthorne, Maddie Y., Alex H., The Eldest Barry, Evan V., Ryan Est., and The Bone Duster. The Bell Quellers, a group in endoterra dedicated to the eradication of all bells before noon. Joshua H., Rupert Crisp, Idrassel, Brentley C., Micah B., and... Ploops. Ranch fans, these crazy kids can't get enough of everyone's favorite character, Ranch! Ranch! Carly Ann lori p spam gaming the not so skilled gamer connor savage russell h and christopher j Pebblepot, the only responsible crew of scientists at rubane labs they're just chilling and working on renewable energy or some shit great job guys Logan S., Leviathan, Demi A., BioQuartz7, Kenny, and Remington CD, guards at the Loch Estate who are being mercilessly grilled for letting one of Carlisle's prized teaspoons go missing. Amber K., Thrill of the Fright, Everett P., Trub Hop Dropper, Sydney T., and Jesse DLR, The Element God. Violinists in West Precinct auditioning for a position in the gala band now that the original violinist has been jailed for being so out of tune. Lindsay W., Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, Carlin C., Anthony S., owners of the neighboring houseboats to Batilda's whose boats absolutely reek of cigar smoke. They'd complain if it wasn't so damn cozy. Tristan C., the loose but obtuse goose. Oh, that's another new one that I really like. Jake, Emily S., the new petty king of Outerborough, Sassy, and Matthew J. All work for the West Precinct Water Sanitization Center and all regularly call in sick and take month-long vacations. So yeah, no one should be peeing in the lake. Scrip Scripper, Michael S. the Bone Duster, Noah, Wyatt B., and Estelle. Fishermen who came to West Precinct after a rough week deep in the lake. All they wanted was a hot cup of coffee, but instead they got instantly flipped upside down in one of Batilda's snares. Thankfully, she treated them to some brandy after. Rogue Cree. Daniel N., Baron S. Suestian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude Sky, and Conflicted DM. Guests at the Lochnamore event who got their photo taken by Zerk. They've been waiting for weeks to get the print's mail, but they haven't gotten a thing, though. Weird, right? Justin L.B., Connor P., Dandy, Jennifer R., and Clifton A., the makers of Henry Jr.'s Horror Hunter armor. They're super confused why they were asked, because they mostly deal in silk and lace and don't know much about making things impenetrable. Richard G., M. Barber, Marcos P., Pup Kalish, Learns the Balance Druid, and Dakota JP, Izzy's other exes. Unlike Henry, though, she kept all their numbers, aka addresses, and has a super healthy relationship with all of them. Pagos V, Tracy P, A Very Big Bad 91, Tyler B, and Scrumpy Bogpipe. Oh, what a lovely name to end on. Carlisle Jr.'s babysitters yes it does take five the kid has thrown many a wooden horse at tracy p and that's all as always we have to thank y'all from the very deepest pits of our heart for being such loving sweeties goodbye that was a hit gum
1: podcast